Yeah, we're just singing. We sang a song a while ago, Count Your Many Blessings. How many of y'all have ever done that? How many of you sit back sometimes just say, Lord, and think about all He's done, what He's done, how He intervened in your life, and thank Him. Probably not very many of us. But you know, that's kind of like us, you know. We help somebody and we go out of our way. It's kind of nice just to have a well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And a lot of times you don't get that, but how do you feel? See, that's kind of like God. We need to always thank God for his, all of his blessings and what he does in our life, how he brings us through things. And uh, <clears throat> I think if we did that, we'd see a lot more blessings to show him we're grateful for what he does. But my message this morning has nothing to do with that. I would, I've been thinking about this for a while. And uh, some of you in here maybe have heard uh, a message on this. I don't know. But do y'all realize the authority that God has given you? This is what I, 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 that's what I called it. I said the believer's authority. We have an authority that many of us don't know we've got. If you are born again Christian, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you now have the precious Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. He is with you continuously, constantly, day, night, wherever you go, whatever you do, He is with you. Watching over you, He's protecting you. And, uh, but God has done something else. When, you know, as a believer, you have an enemy out there moving around that you can't see. You don't see him. Not with your natural eyes anyway. But I'm going to tell you right now, Satan is very real. Jesus talked a lot about Satan. He talked about how damaging and what all he could do, you know. That is why Jesus made hell. Yes, Jesus is the one that, that put hell together for Satan and his demons. Man was not to be put in hell. But when we started following Satan instead of Jesus Christ and walking after the enemy, then we were included in it. And God sent His Son to this earth to die for our sins, and if we would accept Him as our Lord and Savior and believe in your heart and confess Him with your mouth, believe that He died and that He rose the third day, that you could be saved, that you wouldn't go to hell. But those who don't not, that does not believe, the Bible says, for they are condemned already. So until they change their mind, and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, their destination is hell. We've got an enemy out there. That's where he wants you to go so bad. And that's why he keeps coming against us. You know, he is not imaginary. A lot of people think that Satan is a little cartoon character dressed in a red suit, got horns, and carries a pitchfork with a pointy tail. Do you th Let me ask you a question. If you, somebody come up to you like that, would you believe them? 
or would you run from them or what? No, they said Satan was such a beautiful, beautiful creature that God created. He had beauty. He had a beautiful voice. He, the Bible kind of lectures makes us think that, that Satan was uh, the song leader up in heaven. It said it talks about his trebles, his voice. How beautiful. And then one day, whenever God was getting all his glory and all the praises, Satan said, I want that. I can do it so much better than this God can. I need to be where God is. I need to be above God. And that's where Satan fell. Greed. No love for God, his creator, after all God had done for him. Satan was probably... He was... He, he, they, they seemed to think he was just above uh, Michael, the warring angel, Gabriel. But he failed because of greed, passion, desires to be more and better and do more than what God could do. And God said no. And you know, Satan is, you, you think, well, Satan can't convince me of anything. I won't listen to him. Well, just think about something. One third of God's holy angels listened to Satan and failed. They followed Satan and left God. How many people in the churches right now are listening to Satan and not following God? He's convincing. He's very convincing. Like I said, he convinced one-third of the angels to leave Almighty God, their Creator. They'd been up there with God. They saw God's love. They saw everything that God could do. But yet, Satan said, follow me and I'll even set you higher than what you are now. Greed. Temptation. See, that's what Satan uses. Temptation in our lives. He knows what you can be tempted with. He knows what your weakness is. He knows what He can come against you with. He knows each one of you. And don't think He don't watch you. Not just Him alone, but He's got... Just think about this. Every one of those third of the angels went with Him. Those are demons now. Those are demons. And they are watching you. And reporting back to Satan. Satan's kingdom is kind of like a command. Satan is on the top and all his people there report back to him. Kind of like a huge army. He's the general. And they have to report back to him. They watch you. They know what you will fall for. Like I said, they know each, every one of us in here have probably got something that we, we can be tempted with more so than something else. I don't care what it is. We've got it. Why? Because we're flesh. We've got a sin nature that's still living on the inside of us. Yes, we've got the Holy Spirit too. But that is where the Spirit wars with the flesh. Daily, Satan and the Holy Spirit are at war constantly. The, 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 the flesh is trying to draw you one way, and the Holy Spirit, your spirit is saying, No, no, don't go that way. Come this way toward God. There's a war going on inside of you. But you know, you're already the winner. You're already the winner. 
For greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is you. But, you know, how do I make the Spirit even stronger? Feed the Spirit more than you feed the flesh. The more you feed something, the stronger it gets. Get in God's Word. Read that Word. Read that Word out loud. Read that Word and, and, and get it down into your spirit. And that's what you fight Satan with is the Word of God. That's what Jesus used. You know, remember when he was tempted in the desert and Satan come against him? He said, if... See, he was trying to make Jesus even doubt himself. If you be the Son of God, turn these rocks into bread. See, Jesus has been fasting 40 days and 40 nights. And the devil said, well, hey, man, I'm going to come against him with a He ought to be hungry by now. He ought to be able to do anything to get something in his stomach. Jesus just looked at him. You do not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Satan left him. Oh, he'll come back. He'll come back. But he left him for a period. Gives you kind of time to regroup. See, the more you, the more the word that you've got in you, the less Satan can do to you, because you can say, Satan, let it be known. The word of God has said, I've got more power than you, so I'm rebuking you right now in the name of my f Jesus. You leave. When you have something coming against you, rebuke it. Get rid of it. I don't. I'm, I'm, don't sit there and just say, you know. Like Dale. He can't say, I am Dale Foster. I command you to leave right now in my name. Satan, look at you. Who do you think you are? Yeah, you're a born-again Christian. But when you use the name of Jesus, the name above all names, Satan has to leave. Because Jesus had more power. And I'm going to show you that here in a minute. But we have an enemy out there, you know, and, and in, the, in the Bible, in, in John 10.10. 10. Okay, John 10.10 10 tells us something. I use this a lot because it's such a truth. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Remember, this is Jesus talking. John 10.10. 10. He says, For the thief, or Satan, only comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's his only job. And Jesus is telling us that's why he comes. That's why he has come. Is to steal. Steal your hope and your faith. To kill. Kill you outright if he can. And destroy. Destroy everything. Your family. Your love for each other. Satan wants to destroy that. And he wants you to believe it was God that did it. And by the end, Jesus says something. He says, yes, yeah, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy but I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I want you to have a good life. I want you to have a prosperous life. I want you to have a healthy life. That's why I've come to give you these things. So we have to say right here, what do we want? Do we want what Jesus wants us to have? Or are we going to accept what Satan wants to put on us? He wants to steal kill and to destroy. 
But Jesus wants to give you an abundant life. He wants you to be so happy and so full of Christ that you just that you you just radiate Jesus when you walk down the street. Have you ever seen somebody that you knew that was a Christian, but there was something different about them? They had a glow. They just had something about them. You knew that they belonged to Jesus. That's the way we all all look. Nobody should have to ask, hey, are you a Christian? That ought to just radiate from you. They ought to be able to feel Jesus in you. They ought to be able to feel that Holy Spirit coming out of you. <coughs> and they can. You know, I'm, I'm thanking God, but I've been in several places, like hospitals and different places like that, but I'd be with somebody, and maybe in a minute somebody would walk by and say, You belong to Jesus, don't you? I said, yes, I do. They said, I thought so. I saw you praying with those people. I could feel something different about you. They didn't even know me. You know, that had to be probably one of the greatest compliments they could have paid me. You know Jesus. And then I'd have them ask, ask me, well, in a minute, do you think that if you have time, could you come down to my husband or my wife's room and have a prayer with them? I said, I sure can. When people see Jesus in you, they come to you. How many people have you known that, that, that were not Christians and they have a problem? How many of them do you see run to the bar room and ask somebody on the bar stool to pray for? Not many. No, they, they seek out somebody like you. Somebody that knows Jesus. Somebody that knows how to pray. Somebody that's got a relationship with Jesus. That's what they're looking for desperately. And do you know you could be that one person that could change their whole life, but you said, let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. You know, I'm going to just say this. I've, I've been in the ministry for a number of years. And in all my years, I've had one person that said, no, I don't want to pray. I, prayer, is, I do that in private just by myself. I respect that. I said, okay. But thank you very much for listening to me. And, and, and thank you for seeing Jesus in me. And they kind of look at me. But I've had all the years, I've had one person that said, I'd rather not pray. I just, I do, that's something I do personally on my own. In which I knew they didn't. But I said, well, I said, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to pray with you, but I am going to pray for you. And they just said, thank you. And I left. You don't try to force Jesus on anybody. You can drive more people away from Jesus by trying to force him on them. You say, look, I love Jesus. I don't know where you stand with him, but I've got an idea that you don't know. You don't have a relationship yet. But you know, I'm going to pray that you find Jesus. And I'm going to pray that you have a relationship. That you come to know him in a way that you... Even better than you know your own parents or anybody else. That you're going to know Jesus. You know, I've had people look at me like that. Like, well, you know, and they, they, I mean, they just didn't know what to say. But I said, I am going to pray for you. you see, they can't stop you from doing that. They may, they may not pray with you, but they can't stop you from praying for them. And, you know, Jesus respects that. That you love somebody enough or care enough about somebody that you'll pray for them. 
that you'll lift them up to Him. See, God did not mean for us to be fearful of Satan and all he can do. You know, it's like I said, I know that Satan is against you, but think about something else. God is for you. God is for you. God is walking with you. God's hand is on you. You know, God has provided everything we need to walk in victory over Satan. Everything. He's already given it to us. In uh, 2 Timothy 1.7, I love this, and a lot of times we don't think about it, but it says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear. is a spirit. Think about it. I have not given you the spirit of fear. Satan is a spirit. And greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You've already got the Holy Spirit living in you. You've already got more power living in you that's coming against you. Use it. Use it. You know, but I'm going to tell you something. Even though you know Jesus Christ or we have the Holy Spirit living in here, you are still going to have struggles in your life. Think about it. What did Jesus tell us? In this world you shall have tribulations. We're going to have tribulation. We're going to have problems. We're going to have trouble. What do you do with them? Give them to Jesus. Give them to Jesus. Give them to Jesus. And two, keep moving forward in your struggles. Don't give up. See, that's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to give up. Oh, I can't go through this. I'm not going to go through this. This is just too much. I'm, I'm, I'm just walking away from Jesus. I'm walking away from the church. You just do whatever you want. Satan says, okay. See, that's what Satan's after. That's what Satan's after. That's what Satan wants. But do you realize if you had no struggles, you would not need the power to overcome them, would you? Jesus knows you're going to have struggles. That's why he's filled you with the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit is your comforter, your guide to watch over you, to take care of you, to give you that power you need when the things come against you. God knew you was going to go through problems, that you was going to have struggles. Jesus said, I had them, I know. But Jesus overcame them. You can overcome them through Christ. You can overcome whatever just comes against you. You know, Many people think family and friends are enemies. That is not your enemy. Oh, they just keep coming against me. I want to read something to you here. Who is your enemy? Who is it? Ephesians 6.12. Listen to what it says. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't fight each other as far as having things come against us. It says, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, and of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You are fighting demons. That is who these people are. You're fighting demons. You're fighting demons. The devil is the enemy in our lives, not our parents. Not our friends, but Satan. Now, you may have Satan influence some of your friends, 
That's where you need to come in. Hey, this isn't like you. This isn't like you. You need Jesus in your life. You need to get over some of this stuff that's coming out of your mouth. And it's only by Jesus that you're going to do this. You're not going to do it on your own flesh. Your flesh don't want you to do it. But you can do it by the Spirit that lives in you. By the Spirit that lives in you. Yeah, so flesh and blood, it says, is not our enemy. But principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, I like what 1 Peter 5.8 tells us. He's warning us. He's warning us. And too many of us don't pay attention to what the verses in God's Word says. Listen to what, listen to what Peter is saying. He said, he's, he warns us to be sober or to be alert in your daily walk. Be vigilant. Be on guard. Be ready for whatever comes against you. Have yourself prayed up. Have yourself prayed up and be ready for what's fixing to come against you because it is going to come against you. He said, because your enemy, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour or who, who he can destroy. Did y'all notice something? This verse does not say the devil is a roaring lion. It says he wants to be. He wants to act like it. But he's, he's, he's trying to make you think he's got more power than what he's got. There's only one king, and that's Jesus. It's not the lion, it's Jesus. And Satan wants you to think it's him. He says he is like a roaring lion. He wants us to believe that, 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 that he has more power than what he really has. When Jesus died and rose again, think about something. He not only saved you from eternity of, in hell, he also redeemed you from the power of Satan that he had over you. At one time, before the Holy Spirit, Satan had power. Jesus, when he came and he died, he removed Satan's power. He took that away from him. He defeated Satan at the cross. I want you, I want you to listen to this one. 1 John 3, 8. Listen to what he says. I'm going to read something here. He said, And Jesus also redeemed you from the power of Satan that he had over you on this earth. Now listen to John here. 1 John 3, 8, it tells me, It is for this purpose, the power that Satan had over you, <clears throat> it is for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, brought forth to this earth, so that he might destroy the works of the devil. The works of the devil have been destroyed by Jesus Christ. He's already done it. We have to believe this. We have to. He's still going to come against you. He's going to lie to you. You know, the Bible tells us that Satan is the father of all lies and the truth is not in him. Anytime you hear something and somebody says something to you that goes against the Word of God, don't pay attention to it. Because that's not God. God does not contradict His own Word. Satan does, but not God. So when somebody comes to you and says, well, God told me to tell you. And sometimes maybe somebody does give somebody a word of knowledge. But if it doesn't line up with the word of God, 
look at that person and say, I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. They're not from God. They're from the enemy. Trying to destroy you. What did he say? Well, the, 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 the enemy comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what they're trying to do. Is destroy you right now. Just tell them, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That is not from God because it contradicts His Word. I'll guarantee you they will turn and they'll run from you. Because they're going to realize who you are, who you are in Christ, and the strength that you've got, and they don't want to deal with you. The devil is already defeated. His power has been removed by the work of Christ on the cross. We don't understand the power of the cross. We don't really understand what that cross did for us. It freed you from the slavery of Satan. It, defeat, it, it defeated Satan's lies, his untruths, everything that Satan can do to come against you. The cross defeated him. He don't have that power anymore. You have the authority. Jesus gave it to you. When just before Jesus went back to heaven, he was talking to his disciples. He said, all power is given unto me. I have all power on this earth. It's been given unto me. But now I give it to you. Jesus was going back to heaven. Take my power. Use it. Who was he talking to? He was talking to the church. Jesus' bride. You know, Jesus is coming back for his bride full on. That's us. Listen to what it says here in Luke 10, 19. This is Jesus speaking. He said, Behold, or listen up to me, people. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions are, in the Bible, are also demons, devils. <clears throat> and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Now, he has given you a lot of authority. He's given, that, he's given that to the church. Why do we not use it? When you've got a friend, a loved one that's going through something, have you offered to pray with them? Let me pray with you. Let me tell you about Jesus. Jesus has all authority. And me being a Christian, he has given that authority to me. When you pray over someone, that's just like Jesus praying over them. You have his authority. He says, I'm giving you the authority to do right now what I did when I walked on this earth. You've got the authority. Jesus has given it to you. Use it. You've got a friend. You've got a loved one. Don't be ashamed to pray or don't be afraid to pray for them. Tell them, I have the authority now that Jesus has given to me. I can pray for you. You know, I use this a lot of times when I go to the hospital. It says, for I, being a Christian, can lay my hands upon the sick and they shall recover. I have seen Jesus do some miracles. And that's, that's, a, that's one of my main scriptures. I said, when I'm praying for you, this is not me. This is simply the Word of God coming out of me. I'm representing God. I'm representing the authority that He has. I'm representing the authority that He has given to me to pray for you. When I pray for you, that's just like Jesus praying for you. He's given me the authority. What is authority? If I give you the keys to my car or the keys to my house, I am giving you the authority to go into my house anytime you want 
or to drive my car anytime you want. I give you the authority. I give you my keys. Keys represent authority. Even in the Bible, Jesus used that word, that authority, keys as authority. You have the authority that Christ has given you that day you said yes to Him. He did something in your life. He made you stronger. He made you more knowledgeable of Him. He put His love in you. He put His compassion in you. He changed your life. I know people in here, the day they said yes to Christ, their whole life changed. Their whole life changed. And that's what the Bible tells us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. All the old things that you used to do are gone now. You are now a new creation. You're not that old person you used to be. You're somebody brand spanking new. There's nobody else like you. You're new. <coughs> and Jesus made you very special. Use it. Use what Jesus gave you. Use it. <coughs> well, then, then they say, well, if I've got all this authority, how is it then the devil is able to keep causing so much believers, causing the believers so much trouble? You may have it. You may have authority. Let me ask you a question. Do you use it? You can have it. It's doing you no good if you don't use it. Me giving you my keys is doing you absolutely no good if you don't use them. He's give it, now use it. He means for you to use it, to lift him up higher, to, 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 to get that name out among others. And uh, God has given us, the believer, the ability to stand against devils and his works. He's given us, he's, he's done it. He's given us that authority. And uh, he's also provided us with the armor and spiritual weapons for our war. Do you know that Jesus has provided you with spiritual weapons when you come against the enemy? Look here at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 11, then I'm going to also read the verse 13. He said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Okay. You don't say be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand against the wild or the snares and the lies and the tricks that Satan's going to hit you with. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days. You know, you're in the evil days right now. You're in those evil days right now. And having done all to stand, put on the armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. That helmet protects your brain, your thoughts. The breastplate protects the heart. God had already given that to us for protection when we come against the enemy. You know, Paul makes it very clear to us and I don't know if we, how many of us have read about this. He said that God has provided the armor for us, but it is our responsibility to put it on. He's given you the armory, armor, but it's your responsibility to put it on. 
you know, we have to take, take and use the authority that God has given us. One other thing, use it in the name of Jesus. Not your name. I, I come against you in the name of Jesus. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, Satan knows who Jesus is. He may not know who you are, but he knows who Jesus is. He's had dealings with him. He's never won yet. He knows who Jesus is. You know, the name of Jesus is very powerful. So powerful that, Jesus, that Satan don't want anything to do with it. He don't want to hear it. He don't want that name used because he knows how powerful that name is. Look what he says here in Philippians 2, 9 through 10. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under earth. These demons, when they hear the name of Jesus, they're going to fall on their face and they're going to bow to Jesus. Every knee is going to down. It's going to bend and bow to Jesus. Every night. In the, in the judgment time, even all those that are going to be sent to hell. When Jesus walks out there for the judgment, you know, do y'all realize Jesus is going to be the judge at the great white throne? Many people think it's going to be God. It's not. It's going to be Jesus. For Jesus says, For God has given all judgment unto me. God has given all judgment unto me. Jesus is going to judge. And when Jesus walks out there and stands in front of that white throne, every demon, you realize even the demons, all the unbelievers are going to see heaven? That's where the great white throne judgment takes place. They're going to see the beauty. They're going to see how beautiful and how great heaven is. And they're going to say, why didn't I listen? Look at all this. It could have been mine. It could have been mine. <coughs> and then Jesus is going to open up the book. Your name is not in it. The Lamb's Book of Life. If your name is not written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, the Bible says you shall be cast into hell for all eternity. Hey, there's no escaping hell. There's no exit signs in hell. That's where you'll be for all eternity, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And you can just keep going. There, there is no end. And uh, <clears throat> So I said, tell me, take your authority over Satan and his works in the name of Jesus. Always use that name. Always use that name of Jesus. And when you command Satan to leave, he must obey just as Jesus himself had spoken. You've got that power. Jesus, when I give you the authority, when you say something, that's just like me saying it. You realize you can just actually say, sickness, leave in the name of Jesus. Depression, you must go now in the name of Jesus. devil, you get out of here right now in the name of Jesus. You leave. The devil has to leave simply because of the authority and the power that is in Jesus' name. 
he can't come against the name of Jesus. He has no power to come against Jesus. He has no power to come against him at all. When you have Jesus in you, you have the power. It says, and, and, and look here at, at Colossians 1.13. It says, you are delivered from the power of darkness and placed into God's kingdom. When you accepted Jesus, you were delivered from the darkness and placed in God's kingdom, eternal life. Because you accepted Jesus and you believe in him. You can now take a stance against Satan and his works because of who you are in Christ. Do you do, do y'all realize who you are in Christ? Do you realize your power? Do you realize your authority? Do you realize what you can do? Do it. Do it. And see what happens. Watch the enemy run from you. You can take a sense against Satan and his works because of who you are in Christ and because you have been given the authority over Satan in the name of Jesus. Jesus himself has given you the authority. He gave it to you. He's back in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for you in heaven. But he said, I'm going back to heaven. When I go back to heaven, you take this authority I have given and you use it here on earth against the enemy. Are you used to it? I'm going to ask the band, if they will, to come up. I just want you to think about what I've said today. And are you using authority for Jesus? Or you're not doing anything? Just try it. See how it works. I guarantee you it will work. But Jesus said it will. If he said it's going to work, it's going to work. <coughs> If there's anyone here today that you would like to be prayed for or you've got something going on in your life, I'm going to be down front. I'll be glad to pray with you. If you're here today, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ and this authority that he has given you, we have altars. You can come down here, kneel at the altars, and say, Lord, I need you with my life. I'll be glad to pray with you. Whatever you need, I will stand in agreement with you. Where two or more are gathered, the presence of the God is there. Do you have a need today that you need prayer for? If you do, I'm going to be down front. I'll be more than happy to pray for you and anoint you with oil. The anointing of the oil except represents the, that the presence of the Holy Spirit is there. So I'm going to ask the band if they would pray. If y'all would stand. And I'm going to be down front. If you need something, please. Take this time and come to God.